Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, September 8th, and we start with local news. The city of Spring Hill is lifting irrigation restrictions, which were put into place earlier this week. On Tuesday, the necessary repairs were made within the Columbia Power and Water System's water distribution system. The irrigation shutoff was continued to allow for the municipal water system to recover. After a few days, the water system has rebounded and thus the restrictions have been lifted, effective immediately. The restrictions were initiated in response to a mechanical issue that arose within the CPWS water distribution system. On Monday, the mechanical issue was identified and irrigation restrictions were put into place by Spring Hill officials. At the time, Spring Hill residents were asked to participate in a voluntary shutoff of irrigation systems while large commercial properties in Spring Hill were placed under a mandatory shutoff. If you have any questions or require additional information, please contact the City of Spring Hill, their communications department at C-O-M-M-D-E-P-T at springhilltn.com. A Chicago doctor has been found guilty of conspiracy to violate the federal anti-kickback statute for his role in a $9.5 million fraud conspiracy involving a now-defunct Spring Hill genetic testing lab. 68-year-old Benjamin T. Toe was found guilty by a federal judge in Nashville after a two-week trial, which also resulted in his acquittal of a charge of conspiracy. He was indicted in 2022. The multi-state scheme involved nearly a dozen charged co-conspirators who together submitted more than $9.5 million in fraudulent claims to Medicare and Medicaid for cancer genetic tests from March to September of 2019. The defendant ordered thousands of these tests despite never actually meeting the patients in person or via telemedicine and never reviewing test results, the U.S. Department of Justice said. Toe was then paid kickbacks by co-conspirator telemedicine companies. These companies were, in turn, paid by co-conspirator marketing companies that targeted Medicare and Medicaid patients through door-to-door marketing, at senior fairs, at nursing homes, and at other locations, and convinced patients to provide their genetic material via a mouth swab kit. The kit, these Those kits were provided to Spring Hill-based Crestar Labs for the testing in exchange for kickbacks paid to them by the lab, which billed Medicare and Medicaid for the tests. The defendant abused the trust Medicare placed in him to enrich himself and his co-conspirators at the expense of Medicare recipients and taxpayers, United States Attorney Henry C. Leventis said. The jury's verdict should serve as a powerful reminder that health care providers who do so will be held accountable, he said. Toe faces up to five years in prison and a $250,000 fine when he is sentenced on January 9th of 2024. Columbia State Community College's student veterans organization students Laura West and Sarah Frazier recently attended the Student Veterans of America Regional Summit in Nashville. Student Veterans of America hosts a series of annual regional summits to help chapters prepare for their academic year of programming, said Dr. Jenny Massey-Holt, Columbia State SVO advisor and associate professor of nursing. We are given the tools and coaching necessary to plan and execute our chapter's business, build community, and develop leaders. 
Columbia State Student Veterans Organization is undergoing a post-COVID revitalization, and we look forward to what our new members have in store for 23, 2023 and 2024, she said. The Student Veterans of America Regional Summit exists for all Veterans Student Association chapter leaders, members, and involved faculty and staff. The summit provides networking opportunities as well as lessons, tools, techniques, and tactics to assist chapters in growing to be more sustainable and successful. We did a lot of team-building exercises with where we learned about budgeting and recruitment, Fraser said. We gained a lot of knowledge, and I think we can really use that going forward in order to rebuild the chapter. In addition, there was a lot of networking, camaraderie, and relationship building with different student veterans, West said. This was a lot more of an educational and beneficial experience than I anticipated it to be, she said. The Columbia State Student Veterans Organization aims to provide camaraderie, a sense of belonging, and leadership opportunities to any student who has served or is currently serving in the military. The organization is open to all students, regardless of current or past affiliation with any military branch. For more information, visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash SVO. Spring Hills Planning Commission will soon hear a plan for a new subdivision behind Longview Elementary School that could help with a major connection to the city's pedestrian trails, but would come at a cost some residents believe is too high. Several mature trees, many larger than 24 inches in diameter, would need to be harvested in order to create the necessary space in the ironically named Oakview Cove subdivision. Several reasons, including construction of homes, require the removal of trees, and the Tennessee Valley Authority also has easements the developer says would prevent planting new trees along the property lines. Homes are going to be 100 feet away from the property line, and it's going to be a school. We really need to determine if there is really screening needed when you're sitting 100 feet away from the property line, Joe Apps of Anderson Delkin Apps, the site's planner, said. Members of the Planning Commission were adamant that preserving existing trees and planting new trees were important for the project to be both acceptable and compliant with the city's code. We worked on a project in Murfreesboro where we were required to put trees in, but they were more of the ornamental trees. I'm not against some type of fence, but I'd like to see what TVA would allow as some sort of vegetation, Commissioner James Golius said. Alderman Matt Fitterer added, We're obviously going to remove a large amount of trees, and that's unavoidable, but I would suggest being able to add some species back in under the TVA lines to the extent they allow. Citizens, specifically residents whose properties adjoin the new subdivision, spoke at length during a planning study session about their desire to see as many trees preserved as possible. I have lived here for 20 years. My kids and I know those woods inside and out. We counted 31 trees that have orange tags. Maybe not all of them are desirable. I understand that, resident Laura Moritz said. There are elms, sugar maples, walnut, ash, hackberry, oak, box elder, and there is a 49-inch diameter beech in the center. To remove them, we're disturbing the root system. There are trees on the property line that are ours and significant trees on the other side. How are they going to be protected, she asked. I have a difficult time seeing how this is going to be accomplished. Commissioner Jonathan Duda cited the city's code, noting that while it may be difficult to preserve trees, doing so is critical to approval. This is a major subdivision. 
We do have, under the UDC, language that states for major subdivisions that trees are to be preserved to the greatest extent possible. I know you have practical difficulties in some regards, but I also know there have been successful times where trees are preserved. It's not the easiest, but when they are there, they create a lot of value, he said. While Moritz's husband and other neighbors spoke about potential issues to the current neighborhood, City Attorney Patrick Carter noted the commission may only vote based on the standards laid out by the city's Unified Development Code, as the property is zoned for this use. I'd like to remind the commission the decision on this needs to be made by the explicit standards of the UDC and in a clear and objective sort of way. We've heard a lot of speculative things about damages, such as real estate values and whether it's politically toxic or not. Those things are not relevant to your review, he said. The development does have its advantages, however, including one that could connect two elementary schools and a major pedestrian trail with proposed plans. If we connect Portview to Burgess, we then have pedestrian facilities all the way to the Peter Jenkins Trail. That's a significant addition there, Fitterer noted. This property was originally associated with Copper Ridge, and I believe Phases 5 and 7 have easements that go along the back of the lots for Peter Jenkins Trail to go back there, Epps added. Unfortunately, despite the property backing up to Longview Elementary School, Epps said the school system was not in favor of connecting the school's back entrance to the subdivision. A sidewalk, however, may be appropriate for pedestrian traffic. The easement was dedicated to the school system by a previous owner. When we were trying to be rezoned to R4, the school system did not want the road tied through, Epps said. They asked the staff not to do that and said they would block it off. I would think the school system would be okay with the sidewalk tying in, he said. Fitterer asked if there could be somewhere in writing the school system asked the connection not be made. At some point in the future, I can see a scenario where we are asked why we didn't connect, and I'd love to have something in our files that says it wasn't our decision, he said. I think pedestrian access is a good addition and would fall in line with Safe Routes for Schools grant program and all those programs that are out there, he said. Spring Hill has had both issues and success in the past working with Williamson County Schools. Allendale Elementary, which is connected to the Peter Jenkins Walking Trail, caused some issues, according to Duda. But Chairman Liz Droke noted the relationship between the city and Chapman's retreat was positive. The project proposes 25 lots on the 11.5-acre plot with two cul-de-sacs on either end of the development. I knew this property might be developed one day. We're realistic. Would I love to keep every tree? I would. I grew up in the woods, Moritz said. I would propose building wisely and preserving as many trees as possible and having a neighborhood that has character, not just a strip of houses. How many more of those do we need? She asked. The city of Spring Hill plans to honor the memory and legacy of one of its former business leaders by renaming a multi-use trail located in the Kingsley Place mixed-use development off Old Port Royal Road. Jim, Jim Grimes, who formerly owned Auto Body Advantage, served the city for more than 15 years, including his work with the Well Food Pantry, Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce, and as chairman of the Economic Development Commission, in addition to contributing to several community events, groups, and programs. This includes restoration of the Spring Hill Fire Department's antique Firebell fire truck in 2014. Grimes's life was tragically cut short April 19, 2021, when he was murdered at his Linville home. He was a very loving person who was taken away from us in a very violent way, and we want his love for this community to be what stands, and our love for him, Spring Hill Chamber Executive Director Rebecca Melton said. 
A request to dedicate the multi-use trail in Grimes's honor was brought before the Board of Mayor and Aldermen on Tuesday, where it received a unanimous vote of approval. The trail in question will be located directly across the street from his former auto body business. Mrs. Don Grimes is an incredible human being who has been through a lot, but we stand by her, support her, and appreciate this being taken into account, Parks and Recreation Director Casey Williams said. Melton added that the trail's proposed dedication is a great way to honor Jim, she said. He was part of the team that hired me seven years ago and was a good friend and trusted advisor, which he was to so many, Melton said. We've been working with the family in a way to honor him, his legacy, and what he did for this community as a business owner, a philanthropist, and so many more things. We really wanted to have his name attached to something in the community he loved and served, she said. Local financier Will Tenpenny, who also spoke Tuesday, said the dedication will serve as a positive conclusion to a tragic event. It's been a hard few years, and this community lost a giant, Tenpenny said. We need to remember those giants who helped build the city, and Jim and Don are both those kinds of people who helped do so much. This is an unbelievable opportunity for us to be able to name something after Jim for what he did for this community. Spring Hill Mayor Jim Hageman concluded Tuesday's discussion by saying while he did not know Grimes personally, he certainly understood the impact he had had on Spring Hill during his life. In this position as mayor, as I went around the city shortly after this tragic event happened, Jim had a legacy and a statement in this community that is just a testament to who he was, Mayor Hageman said. Blessings to his wife and for coming here and staying strong, he said. James Dallas, current chair of the Murray County Democratic Party, announced this week that he is organizing a campaign to contest the District 28 Tennessee State Senate seat next year. It's time for a change, y'all, and whether you live in Pulaski, Linville, Lewisburg, Chapel Hill, Hohenwald, Summertown, Mount Pleasant, Kalioka, Columbia, Spring Hill, or Thompson Station, you deserve better representation, Dallas said in a video posted to the campaign website, Dallas4TN.com. And that is why I'm going to seek the Democratic nomination for state senator in District 28 next year, 2024, he said. Dallas resides in Columbia and works as a database administrator at Vanderbilt University Medical Center in Nashville. He is a graduate of the University of Texas at Austin and the University of Houston Law Center. In his announcement video and on his campaign website, Dallas emphasized the need for reform in Tennessee, specifically contrasting his views on gun control, civil liberties, and social services with those of the incumbent Dr. Joey Hensley. Dallas, a progressive Democrat, will issue detailed position statements as the race progresses and invites southern middle Tennesseans to inquire about specific issues. He says that he was particularly inspired to enter the race at this time due to the failure of the Republicans in the General Assembly to pass significant gun control legislation during the special session last month and the inability of local legislators to pass a bill allowing Murray County to enact impact fees on new development over the past several sessions. The 28th District covers all of Giles, Lewis, Marshall, and Murray counties, as well as parts of Spring Hill and Thompson Station in Williamson County. A Democratic candidate has not challenged Dr. Hensley since 2012. Columbia Main Street and the Kiwanis Club of Columbia are excited to announce the first annual Fall Fest, a community festival happening in the heart of downtown Columbia on Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7 p.m. The event will feature a variety of activities and attractions, including the Kiwanis Chili Cook-Off, where guests can pay $10 to sample chili from competing teams and vote for their favorite, 
Lots of food trucks will be on hand, a fun zone with games and activities for kids of all ages, live music from Majestic, a Journey tribute band, classic vinyl and Chief Smiley Ricks, and the Seatown Special. A craft marketplace featuring over 40 vendors selling candles, hats, jewelry, plants, clothing, desserts, and more will also be there. We are excited to partner with the Kiwanis Club to bring Fall Fest to downtown Columbia, said Kelly Johnson, Columbia Main Street Manager. This is a family-friendly festival with everything from food trucks and craft vendors to live music and the Kiwanis Chili Cook-Off. What a great way for families to kick off the fall season and celebrate the community. We hope to see everyone there, she said. Admission is free for Fall Fest and all are welcome to attend, while a fee is charged to participate in the Kiwanis Chili Cook-Off. For more information, please visit the Columbia Main Street website at www.columbiamainstreet.com or the Kiwanis Club of Columbia Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash Kiwanis of Columbia TN. Singer-songwriter Rory Feek will host a new series called Songs or Stories this fall at Homestead Hall in Hardison Mill in Murray County. On Fridays, Rory will share an evening of songs and music, and on Saturdays, he'll spend the evening with the audience sharing intimate stories, thoughts, and observations from his life. Mark your calendars for September 8th and 9th, October 20th and 21st, November 17th and 18th, and December 14th and 15th. These weekends will give me the opportunity to share two parts of storytelling that I love, the songwriter-singer side of me, and also the author-writer part, which I've never had the chance to share live before. Although different, they complement each other, and I think for the folks who decide to come for both nights, I think will be a unique, life-giving experience for all of us, writes Feek. Homestead Hall is located at 4544 U.S. Highway 431 in Columbia. Boys and Girls Clubs of South Central Tennessee will host its third annual Great Futures Gala from 5 to 8.30 p.m. on Friday, September 22nd at Puckett's in downtown Columbia. First Farmers and Merchants Bank is the presenting sponsor for the 2023 Great Futures Gala. The event will feature a cocktail hour, live music, online auction, a wine pool, elegant dinner, and moving performances from club youth. This year's event's theme is Growing Bright Futures, with Gail Courtney Moore and Julian Pierre Griffin serving as committee co-chairs in planning the event. I would like to personally invite you to one of the most exciting evenings in Columbia, Moore said. The gala provides an opportunity to have an action-packed evening while benefiting one of our most important community resources, our children. When boys and girls clubs brighten our kids' futures, we all benefit, she said. The exciting auction item lineup includes a 14-carat white gold diamond pendant necklace donated by Tillis Jewelry, vacation stays and getaways, autographed Nashville Predators memorabilia, and a two-year lease on a 2023 GMC Acadia from Parks Motor Sales in Columbia. We are super excited to partner with Boys and Girls Clubs again this year, said Robert Rogers, Parks General Manager. We've been doing the car lease giveaway for a long time, and we are glad to do it again this year. It's one of the best causes in town. I think your money goes the furthest with the kids who need it the most at the Boys and Girls Club. That's why we support this great mission, he said. Gala tickets are $260 each, and tables for 10 are available for $2,500. Limited space remains, so contact Missy Naff to reserve your table or tickets today. You can email her at mnaff at bgcsctn.org. 
For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today with a high of 81 degrees. Winds will be out of the north at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can, can expect mainly clear skies and a low of 62 degrees. For your weekend forecast, we can expect a mix of sun and clouds on both Saturday and Sunday. The highs will be around 82 degrees on both days and lows will be in the low 60s. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why your satisfaction is so important to Jeff Hargrove and Susie Sowell. There's a great deal of satisfaction in serving a family and serving them well. It's an eye for detail and thoughtfulness, and taking the time to see that things are done right. We do have nice facilities and good people, and we work hard to do things well. But we don't want that to intimidate people as to what they think it will cost. Taking care of you is our primary concern. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwingGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwingGroup, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwing Group, land is your legacy. 
Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take five is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take five is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Avenue and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take five, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association, funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. The rise of Laney Wilson from camper trailer dwelling small town Louisiana native to Nashville based nine time Country Music Association award nominated artist is complete. That was one of many takeaways as the nominees for the 57th annual CMA Awards were revealed Thursday morning. The awards ceremony will be hosted by Luke Bryan and Peyton Manning and broadcast live from Lower Broadway's Bridgestone Arena on November 8th from 7 to 10 p.m. Wilson tops the list with nine nominations, while first-time nominee Jelly Roll has five nominations. Luke Combs and Hardy each have four nominations, while Jordan Davis, Ashley McBride, producer-mix engineer Joey Moy, songwriter-producer Jordan Schmidt, Chris Stapleton, Morgan Wallen, and music—I'm sorry, musician-producer Derek Wells have three nominations apiece. The Knights Pinnacle Prize Entertainer of the Year will see Combs, Stapleton, Wallen, and Wilson in competition against Carrie Underwood. Wilson, the CMA's reigning female vocalist and new artist of the year, has become the only artist to top the nominations list in her first two appearances on the ballot. Those nine nominations tie her with Merle Haggard and Miranda Lambert behind Alan Jackson's 10 nominations in 2002 on the all-time list. Wilson's nomination showcased the success of her 2022 album, Bell Bottom Country, plus the 31-year-old artist's three top 10 selling singles in the past year. In addition to Entertainer of the Year, she is nominated for single, album, song, female vocalist, music event, and music video. Back-to-back reigning Entertainer of the Year, Combs is now a four-time Entertainer of the Year nominee and a year when worldwide touring coupled with his unlikely crossover chart-topping success with a cover of Tracy Chapman's 1989 classic Fast Car. Overall, Combs has received 22 nominations since 2017. Nashville native Jelly Roll, who merges country pop rap and rock, walked the red carpet as a first-time invitee in 2022. Now he's joining the likes of Garth Brooks, Johnny Cash, Marin Morris, Willie Nelson, and Gretchen Wilson as a five-time nominee in his first year of consideration. 
Jelly Roll is up for single, male vocalist, music event, music video, and new artist. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Hardy Hog Food Truck will host its annual barbecue, I'm sorry, veteran barbecue camp this weekend, which will include a barbecue kitchen takeover at the Tilted Mule, located at 102 Depot Street in Columbia. The takeover will be from noon to 8 p.m. Sunday and feature full platters and sides with proceeds from each purchase supporting veteran camp attendees. Hardy Hog's annual barbecue camp is celebrated every year, not just with great food, but the therapeutic nature of cooking low and slow. It's also free to all veterans to participate and grows bigger, not to mention tastier, each year. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back next week to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend. <laughs>